Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Everton Fan Focus Podcast. The latest episode sees myself and Mark return for 2017. Yep. We're back. We're back. Like most of Everton's ex-players at Sunderland. <laughs> we're together. It's a reunion of It's sorts. a reunion. It is. And we're, we're going to, unlike Sunderland's, we're going to talk about positive things at the other end of the table. Oh, 100% mates. We're going to win the league. It's just all great, isn't it? You know, everyone's won the lottery. Everyone had buzzing. Steady on. Steady on. I know, I know. Steady on. He's had his smarties. <laughs> but we uh, we obviously came back the other week to interview Derek Manfield. It was a really good podcast, wasn't it? Oh, that was unreal. Like, every time I looked at him, I just kept looking at his forehead where he buried that header against Luton. I was like, oh, I was like uh, forehead awesome. I don't know, like where, where I was in order for forehead. Divisions. Forehead, yeah. maybe. <laughs> we could talk like that, but, you know, it was just... Yeah, it was that for us personally, for me as well. That was great to spend time like that with a, a pure legend in my eyes, someone who who contributed hugely to a, a really great Everton, you know, the best Everton team. Let's have it right. He had a lot of interesting views as well on past and, and present yeah. Everton, didn't he? As well, and that was a good time to catch up. Really, we'd, we'd probably had a month off, hadn't we, over yeah. Christmas? Too many mince pies, too much wine, cheese. Far too many mince pies. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And it was great to. And come that was back. just after the Wofford game. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was in that a- laugh. I think that laugh is synonymous now with this podcast. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was in A and E with that bed after that waffle. By the way, lads, I'm not standing here with a woman. That is actually Mark Ellis's laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Sid James in a helium balloon. That's that kind of effect. I like to strike the Sid James chord. But it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to say I've missed you. Uh, I would too. Um, but we'd both be lying. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two very different people, shall we say. <laughs> Not at all. But we share one thing in common, and yeah. that is Everton FC. So we're back to talk about them. We've got an awful lot to get to, so we're going to try and... We're not going to try and bore the life out of you tonight. We're going to try and whiz through a lot, aren't we, within yeah, an hour? Yeah. No inane chatter. This is going to be pure and to the point, so yeah, why not? And you, you seem to be educated all of a sudden using words like inane. I inane, I know. Well, I, I was told today I talk quite inanely to lots of people, so I learned to look yeah. when on Google, Google it, and I like, you know what the fuck is going on? Basically, it means you talk out your ass. So. <laughs> Who does? But there's only one place to start, yeah. and that is um, Crystal Palace away. Now, yeah. we spoke the other week about the Manchester City game in, in, in brief terms because we, yeah. you know, we were with Mountfield and the other lads who were with us and yeah. it, was, it was great, but uh, the Crystal Palace game was the most recent game yeah. and it was, 
For it was me, emphatic away performance, shall we say? <laughs> absolutely. For me, every bit as impressive as the 4 0 home win against City for me in, in terms of the way we absolutely controlled that game. For well, I would say 80% of that game was ours. And the way Everton played with with a swagger and they played with authority, you know, it can't be out there having a, a magician in Tom Davis in midfield who was really come on like a 30 million signing. Straight-off-the-bat. Pick a result now. I would take a one nil, a snide one nil. Yeah. Um, Any time against against any Premier League side away from home. To yeah. be honest, I mean Crystal Palace. Allardyce has come in, and they're notorious for his side. They're notorious for being well organised, quite dogged, unattractive football. Yeah. And um, but for Everton to go there and actually dig out a result in the end, and I I think it was deserved result, as you say, Mark. Um, but it was imp- it was impressive. Obviously, the week before it was a lot more. Blood and Thunder against Manchester City, they had a lot of the ball, but yeah. we took our chances really well. Whereas against uh, Palace, we, we saw a lot of the ball, as you say. Yeah. We probably failed to create as many chances as maybe we would have liked. Second half, we had a few, Yeah. but ultimately we uh, we came through in the end and the three points is all that counts and it was another clean sheet. It was, mate, yeah, and, and how good did Robles look in that? I mean, I, I don't want to sound like I'm completely bowled over by a 1-0 away win, but um, when you look at Robles' is. But he's, you know, that fellow's really done nothing wrong for a long time now, hasn't he? You know, and he didn't deserve. We talked about this how many moons ago that he didn't deserve to be two years ago. Dropped. Was, wow, yeah. crazy! Yeah. Um, that he didn't deserve to be dropped. Well, I think it's someone put up a stat that was uh, ten clean sheets in twenty-one games. I think that he's wound up. For me, he looks looks growing in confidence. I'm not saying he's the answer to our goalkeeping issues. We do need better quality in there for sure. But when he's come in, he's done great, and I think he's and and I think. Against Palace was like his his most assured performance. He was more, apart from that one flap at the end, which wasn't out by a, a dodgy clearance or two, where there's a bit of panic set in. But apart from that, mopped up, cleaned up everything that he wanted. You know that, that, made, that excellent that excellent save yeah. late on as well, down to his right, which was incredible save. Really, wasn't it? I think it's it on to the post and then yeah, out. Sheer reaction, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it was it. I, I would I would agree with you then in, in the fact that he's been a contributing factor to our shall we say, uplifting form. It hasn't been all glorious probably the past three or four or five games, but um, I, would, yeah. I would agree with you there. I think Stecklenberg, he's had his patches, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, throughout the season, since he came in, he was probably a bit of a surprise package. The yeah. Spurs game, remember the first game of the season? Manchester City away, really. there was a few others and we thought, hang on, this this lad can do a job. But Robles has come in and similarly, like to when he came in, for Howard, when Howard yeah. got injured, it must have been 18 months ago when we, I think it was Easy. when we first signed Aaron Lennon on loan, you know. He yeah. came into the side, and remember, he was six games, and he, uh, Martinez was ridiculed for taking him back out and putting Tim Howard back in. Just, and then we got beat by Chelsea. Um, yeah. William, I think, scored, yeah, yeah. And then, but this time around, you know, it, it, it's clearly evident that there's yeah. competition for places. Koeman will, will judge you on his merit and, and put you in on, on on your performances in training and, and in the in the side. Because had Stick Callum been a, a Martinez player, 
you could never have seen him drop like 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 that, like the way Cuban has dropped him. You know, and fair play to Robles. You've got to give credit to him. Robles. 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 You could be confusing people here. <laughs> we shouldn't have gone for that. Robles. Here, you know? Robles. <laughs> but he's a, he's just a man. He's just you know, he's he's no fuss, no drama. He's come in. He's played well. And he, and him as much as the emergence of Davis and 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 everything else has, has contributed to the uplift in our on pitch fortunes, I think. So going back to the Palace game, I mean, obviously we were the wind was in our sails from the City game, but yeah, any any side going to Palace, the potential for a a, a tricky away day, shall we say? Absolutely. Obviously, Wilfred Zaha's away on international duty. Things aren't all going to plan for Palace, shall we say, this season? No. Obviously, Pardew's gone. Aldice has come in. They've got a few players there who probably will get in a lot of Premier League sides, shall we say. Um, But, and going there, they obviously generate a good atmosphere. But Everton going there with the wind and the sails, they seem to just carry on where they left off against City. Again, it wasn't, wasn't, you know, anything fantastic, sometimes frustrating. But I thought Ross Barkley, personally, just to to measure on some individual performances, Ross Barkley done well. I think since the turn of the year, Ross Barkley's done really well personally, which I'll yeah. probably come to that a bit later. But he done well. Davis, fantastic. Yeah. Um, there was others like Mason Holgate, Ashley Williams. Yeah. I thought done really well, as you said about the keeper. I think from the back to the front, it was a more organised and a, it was almost like the game was going to end up one way, in yeah. my opinion. And obviously, it's easy for me to say because we scored an eighty-seventh minute winner. But I just felt I felt confident in the fact that Everton were going to get something from the game, so, even though we did miss a few frustrating chances second half, mainly through the likes of Barkley and, and Lukaku. Yeah. But I did feel like we were we were going to get the result. I agree completely. Agree. It was the way that the, the whole game was going, and I think I didn't. I watched the game on on in the break, uh, in the break. But I didn't watch it on Sky Plus. But Holly Kamara said that if there was a boxing contest, that had been stopped. A long time ago, I've never. First half wasn't great, and, and Palace had chances. Benteke at the bar, didn't he, and all that. But the the, the measure of control we had was 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 unreal for a, an away team. You know what I mean? And so the home side basically had no say. Yeah. In that second half, that save aside, which every you know, no everyone is going to carve a chance out against someone. You know what I mean? Is you know you don't have to be anyone special to carve a chance out, but it's like Everton. Uh, was in complete control of that game. It felt like we would score no matter how late it got on. You know, it didn't matter how late it was getting on. I always felt that, that we'd score at some point. And you know, Davis has passed the home. Well, it was a brilliant you know. end to, way to end the game, wasn't it? Yeah. But um, obviously, you've spoke about the chances there. There's not an awful lot. We're not going to go through the game minute no. by minute. We never do. No. Because we've got too much to waffle on about it. To, to and we've, and we've also slept since. <laughs> And also, I haven't got a pad and pen to write every minute of the game time to talk about it on a Wednesday night anyway. But, um, yeah, it, it was... I, I thought I thought, I thought just looking at the performance, we feel like we've got the momentum. And it might be a bit short-sighted of me saying that, but I do feel since probably... Not saying the Arsenal game, because obviously we lost to Liverpool since then, but I would say maybe the Leicester game away from home uh, on yeah. Boxing Day, and then we've gone to Hull... We played Southampton. Obviously, we've had the hiccup in the in the FA Cup against yeah. Leicester, but I do really feel like we've got a bit of momentum, and not conceding goals instills that momentum, but scoring at the other end as well. And yeah. just talking about them games here: Southampton, Leicester away, Hull away. 
you know how many how, how what's that that's eight goals well, isn't it yeah and since then we've beat Manchester City 4-0 we've uh, we've managed to go to Palace and win 1-0 but ultimately just as importantly it's a nil we're winning to yeah. nil and we're winning so yeah that's why the gap is closed slightly in the league and that's why I do feel that we've got the momentum and that's why I do feel like going into the Palace game I just thought we're going to get a result out of this we're going to win yeah and we're going to carry our momentum onto the Stoke game next week. Well, it feels that's it. That's it. Feels like we're the most out of two games, the most involved team in the Premier League right now. And it sounds stupid after two games, but you're right. The, the momentum we took after City, yeah, I didn't doubt us for one second our capability to sort of to beat Palace away from home. But it was like you know the way Everton played the game and the way we we controlled it and the way that we uh, we attacked, particularly in the second half. I think. We just knew we were going to score, and it was one of them where. It's a case of when it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah like I said before, it just didn't didn't feel like we were going to get out of there with just a point. It just felt yeah. like we were going to win at some point, you know. But when, eighty seventh minute, no better times. So barely any time for Palace to respond. Then is that you know so. So to the winning goal itself, then um, there was much fallout from that. Uh, it's pretty obvious what we're both going <sighs> to say about Jeffrey Schlub who recently joined Crystal Palace. Um, but that, you know, he, he was on the attack, wasn't he? He got crowded out and then he got cramp. Yeah. Um, or apparently got cramp and then he was off the pitch and moved onto the pitch. But to be honest, the passage of play wasn't directly from that. It, although the ball stayed in play, it, it carried on, didn't it? Yeah, Everton had a chance where the ball came across the face. Mm. The ball ended up back in midfield with yeah. Barkley and worked across to Davis. So there was How a couple was of things there, wasn't it? But... Yeah. Ultimately, we're not going to stand here and go, oh yeah, Crystal Palace were hard done too. We watched the game for as it is. Um, my personal opinion, I was I was made up. When Everton carried on, I thought, you know, unless there's a serious injury, it's a responsibility of the referee, in my opinion. The sport, yeah. sportsmanship comes into it. But oh, come, let me, let me, not, when, not when your side, at, at the end of a game, trying to win it an important three points. Yeah. And one player just decides to throw his arms up and say he's got cramp, especially when he's off the pitch, at the other end of the pitch. Um, I, I, I was glad to see it. And, you know, people have said on Twitter, I, I like to see a snide about it. It's not even that. It's, it's not, not even that. It's just being realistic, I think. Well, the guy rolled back on the pitch. That's my problem. So he didn't have sufficient... Well, it doesn't matter if he's got cramp or not. It's, it's an injury not worthy of, of, of a physio running on. He can, you know, it's... I, I, I just I thought I thought the guy should have been sent off for blatant sport. You know the guy's trying to cheat Everton out of, out of a goal there, or trying to trying to stop an attack from developing, isn't he? By by why is he rolling back onto the pitch? He's rolling back onto the pitch to affect what's happening at the other end. That for me is God. It's just it's a blatant disregard for the game, and, and I'm trying to get the words out right, but it's like it's uh, I don't know what it is but it's, he's, he's trying to affect the game shit harsery is the word yeah he's seen what's happening he's not stupid he's seen Davis pick the ball up he knows he's got a decent left peg <laughs> I thought he'd roll back on disgraceful to be honest if you got cramps there off the pitch you're trying to affect what's going on at the other end should have been booked and, and you know Allardyce should have been taking his money off him so he couldn't have had a kebab after it the lot mate you know <laughs> stop you know ruining their Saturday nights I knew I shouldn't ask you about that one <laughs> but it's pretty conclusive what we see. Certain yeah. Crystal Palace fans have seen something different, but I think it was the likes of Alan Shearer and other people who've said, Put it right, Sam. Come on. At the end of the day, let's all be adults about this. <laughs> the lad was off the pitch, he got a bit of cramp, he rolled back onto the pitch to try and prevent Everton scoring the winner. Unfortunately, Everton scored the winner for them, and we did, and the scenes in that, that corner was brilliant. It's fantastic, um, yeah. And do you know what? Fair play to Seamus Coleman. 
he always does chip in with the odd goal. Me and you have sat here and and, yeah. and, and criticised him openly the past couple of years. We don't think he's been the player. Maybe no. sometimes he's let, he's 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 hyped up to be, yeah. shall we say? Absolutely. From the start, I would say he would be because of his price tag. But I do believe from the standard he's set over the first four or five years at Everton. Yeah. Uh, recently, he's gone off the boil, but that you know that could be saying said about a lot of people. But I think he's playing a lot better lately, hasn't he, Coleman? He's looked a lot more himself, I think. But the shape that, of know. the team, I think, yeah. has contributed to that, and he, he did really take the goal well, didn't he? I mean, obviously, you've got Davis, who played the ball through, which was... Just majestic. It was just like, you know, it's looked a really simple pass, but, but the pace that he played it at was... was took the Palace defence by surprise and Coleman had that extra yard in which to, to pick his spot and you know it's just Davis I just I just worked with the guy's great there was a touch on the ball and everything but that pass it, the first that he played it at was um, took took Palace by surprise and, and Coleman was in before he even had a chance to react you know I thought it was a great goal so basically you've got Tom Davis posters <laughs> in your bedroom Wait, Tom Davis posters I'm, I am trying to develop a Ketwig of my own naturally, but it's not going to happen. You're growing it on your chin instead. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what though it was? You know, he, a nice little intricate ball in. I think Col- Coleman, uh, Palace were sleeping worthy because we were already yeah. on the tack when the ball broke back out. Yeah. Don't forget Ross Barkley's contribution in a lot of the build-up. I know yeah. people are screaming and turning their head out when you watch Ross Barkley, but I I thought he massively contributed to Evans three points on Sunday. Totally. Uh, Saturday, Saturday yeah, yeah. and the previous Sunday. Uh, he, for, for some reason it feels like he's turned the corner yeah, whether or not that's Tom Davis in the side being alongside him maybe it's his or mates not. as well yeah. so, I, think that's, I think that's helped him and Tom Davis has come in and really stole the limelight off him and you know I think that's I think that's what we've alluded to for so long now that Barkley doesn't like the limelight and now all of a sudden it's not all about Russ Barkley it's about Tom Davis yeah. you know and, and you know and the likes of Luckman as well coming in and, and just taking the edge off Barkley so people are forgetting about him that's when we're seeing the best of him so yeah, maybe just let him get on with his game yeah, just, yeah. just carry on and and he's been fantastic and he back end of the first half second half I thought he was great yeah he, he, he has he's, he's been I'm not going to say he looks like a different player, but mm. he does look like the shackles are off, shall we say? And he's like, go on, yeah. lad. You know, yeah. your, your mates are in the side now. Go and play like you would on a Sunday league, you know, up in yeah. Wavertree or whatever. It's just, it's one of them, isn't it? We could sit here all night and talk about Ross Barkley, but yeah. it, it's... It's just nice to see him playing well. Exactly. It's it? nice to see him playing well, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, okay? absolutely. Just That's carry on, Ross. Yeah. Ross, you enjoy well, your Well, Tom Davis, lad, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're only 18, and Mark Ellis wants to talk you up that much, that he's getting fucking gold-plated pictures around his house. The Holy Trinity is now in one person for me. Oh, fuck it. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, though? It's nice to be excited, isn't it? It is what? nice to be excited. What? It's nice to see one of our own coming through. Ross no. Barkley, the weight on his shoulders. We've seen it happen before with other players. But, yeah. you know, as you just said then, it's the sharing responsibility. It's yeah. not bringing a lad in at a new signing. It's bringing a lad through and seeing what he can do. But I think we can't underestimate the importance of him being a mate of Ross Barkley's, but also a young lad too. So a player who, who is very similar to Ross Barkley a few years ago, I think that helps enormously too. So he, Ross Barkley can understand what this fellow's going to. Tom Davis looks like he's got three times the shoulders to, to put it on. And that's, I think, honestly, I think that's, that's helping Barkley in the end. Well, to, just on, uh, before we move on to yeah. 
the likes of Adam Ola Lukeman and, and, yeah. and Tom Davis probably in more detail. But I've noticed, you know, the way the two of them were in front of the press against Chelsea. Yeah. And uh, I think, I don't know if any of them were in front of the press against Palace, but just the times that I've seen them on Everton TV or in front of the press, yeah. you know, just doing little bits and bobs, they do really seem screwed on, you know, in yeah. terms of the heads and in terms of what they say. And yeah. it might sound a bit, you know, patronising of me to say that, but I'm saying 18 year old, 19 year old kid, which Lukeman and Davis are, it takes a lot to go in front of a camera yeah. and go out there, you know, it nationally, yeah. and, and there's thousands and millions of people actually viewing what you're saying. And I think Ross has probably struggled with the media side of it yeah. and the confidence, uh, which, you know, uh, ironically, well, Wayne Mooney did at one point, yeah, when he was very young, like, but personalities more than anything, doesn't it? Not yeah, like yeah. the player they are, or, or that's just um, some people are a lot more comfortable in front of the media. Without I mean, a doubt, and that's not a criticism of Ross Barkley, yeah. but I just feel like Davis and Lukeman deserve a mention when they're in front, and they're actually, hang on, go ahead, lads, yeah, you go out in front of the press and you say what you want, and they, they seem pretty grounded yeah. down to earth and, and a willingness to do well and a real hunger to do well I think fans are clinging on but for me personally I'm looking at Lachlan and Schneider and you know who's coming and the likes of Tom Davis who really does God forbid me for sounding like a Kenway apologist but he really does feel like a new signing and and and, and I'm seeing them as, as a 2017 Everton. You know what? That's Everton in 2017. is all about these guys. Yeah. It's not about Tom Cleverley anymore. It's not about taking the piss out of the assy. It's not about all these. It's all about the you know how fresh face we're looking. You know what I mean? We look like we've had a good swill. Got these players in. We're looking decent now, and we've got like an energy about us. Lookman compared to the assy. You know, in five minutes has shown. He's, he's, he's an 11 million times for player. <laughs> well, that, that brings us on nicely. I mean, we, yeah. we're going to talk about the, the upturn in fortunes, the shape of the side, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mason Holgate's coming to that, actually. Williams, oh, yeah. more. He's getting a bit more regular. Baines is back. Coleman. Yeah. Um, we're talking about the likes of Davis and Lukeman, who's only come off the bench a couple exactly. of times. But the whole shape of the team, the dynamic has changed, hasn't it? And as you say, a swill in the face is yeah. probably the best way to describe it. I, I, I honestly think since. Since that um, that Arsenal victory, yeah, which was I think the nineteenth or the thirteenth of December, week before the derby, yeah, and obviously since then we've had the disappointment of the derby and Leicester yeah. in the cup. But I do think then we've seen a reaction, and I think that the Arsenal result followed the Watford result when we got beat three two, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I do feel we've seen a reaction since then. Yeah, um, I do. Yeah. And especially from, since the new year, the 2nd of January, we beat Southampton 3 0. Yeah. We've just gone on and on, and especially the league form, you know. There's no getting away from the fact that we absolutely frustrated we went out the FA Cup. Yeah. And absolutely mortified that we got beat in the last minute winner by Liverpool. There's no getting away from them facts. We're not going to stand here and say it's all rosy in the garden. The way we started the season, Mark, August, probably September, we were on our high horse, we were optimistic. It fell away, didn't it? It came a bit disjointed, a bit um, erratic, the form. But then we've kind of got it back towards the latter end of the year and going into 2017. I believe we've had a good start. So that's that's why I'm feeling positive about it. Absolutely. And for me... The, the, I think he was adopted a three four two one system now, hasn't he? With with sort of Coleman and Baines playing almost in midfield, if you like, with yeah. the with the three centre halves, and and the the emergence of Davis and Barkley with 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 the new signings, Snyder and Luckman, Lukaku, who's and Barry who's done well in Barry, the last I've got to say about Holgate as well, guy's mustard, yeah. absolute mustard. You can see why. 
you know, the likes of Maro was saying he was better than Stones. The guy's just a great player, isn't he? You know? Well, here's another point on, on something to talk about, but yeah. Mason Holgate is... Uh, That's... It, it, the lad feels it, it, when you watch him it looks like he's been playing in the Premier League for five years yeah it, it just it really does really comes across that it's effortless to him what yeah. he's doing you know it's, it comes naturally That I think perfect was someone said on Twitter and forgive me for not remembering it but it was like Stones is someone who wants to look good defending and makes him whole guy wants to look, his passion is defending not how he looks or anything. He can one guy wants to defend and one guy wants to look good defending is what, what I was trying to say. Yeah. You know, but it's like I think that, that comes to Mason Holgate is a natural defender. And I, I, I think the look of that, you know, and Ashley Williams is he's not being perfect since he signed Ramiro no. Funes Mori. By no means is he being perfect, but I do feel yeah. having that lad in there, Mason Holgate, it it kind of shows them, it shows well this is this is the type of lad that Everton are gonna sign. This is the type of lad that yeah. Is probably going to be in the English game from now on. You know, we need to find that that sort of level of consistency, but also yeah. that that partnership and, and relationship at the back. Totally agree. That's why the likes of Jagielka has been phased out because it just it, it's yeah. not working. Obviously, Cumin sees a vision for that. Whether Funes Mori and Ashley Williams are long term yeah. visions for that, I I highly doubt. I do believe he's probably got a, a vision alongside Holgate, but yeah. You've got to you've got to look at that. But these players are in there now, aren't they? You know? Exactly. And if he's in there now, playing like alongside seasoned internationals like Williams and yeah. Funes Mori, and yeah. making them Baines, yeah, exactly, know. and yeah. Coleman, yeah. and he's and he's slotted in, and he looks, he doesn't look out of place at all. Then that shows you the class of himself. Totally agree. That's not that piece. That's what I I like man, about if you look through the, the sort of three main positions, we've got Holgate who's playing alongside Williams. Amori. Then we you look at midfield and we've got Davis alongside the likes of Schneider and or Barry, uh, you know, um, players around that experience. And then you got Lukaku and you've got now Luckman playing with him. It, you know, you can see what he's trying to do there. There's like youth mixing in with quality experience, not just any experience, very yeah. good players, you know, and that's 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 really promising for me to see to see that sort of that that combination of youth and experience get moulded together and you know I think what we're doing is right but we're I tell you what we're really blessed with the youngsters coming through. So what about then uh, Adamola Lukman and Morgan Schneiderlin? Yeah, I've seen well Schneiderlin we we seen for a bit against Palace came on and he does he clearly looks match fit. He's not match fit. That's that's the first thing that stands out. But he's you know I thought he done really well when he came on. Palace snuffed out a lot of attacks and. I think he's the type of he's gonna have an eye for a pass, isn't he? The way you know he sets up in the field and, and he was trying to ping it and, and, and get attacks going. He's not one to he's not a cleverly way he's happy and content to pick up his way, he's just knocking it sideways. It's uh, he's there's more to his game than that, absolutely. Well I was gonna say there's a lot more to his game than the likes of James McCarthy, Darren Gibson, probably, yeah. you know, um Tom Cleverly, who you've just mentioned. There yeah. is a, probably a lot more to that and I think his quick introduction into the side is going to see him a regular. Yeah. I do believe that. Give it a couple of weeks to get, you know, into you Again, it's a phasing out period. We yeah. all know Gareth Barry's there for another year and he's been uh, invaluable at certain times, to be honest. But with Ghana guy coming back, Morgan Schneiderlin. Um, that midfield is looking so strong, Mark, now. It's, you know, from... from 
the start of the season when it looked okay. Now, it's mad that one signing changes the whole complexion. Davis, Barkley. And, and the emergence of Davis, yeah. yeah. Exactly, so where does, where does Mo Bezard start and well, Gibson I'm, I'm fit in? Where does yeah. James McCarthy fit in? Do you know what I mean? Cleverly, he's been phased out already. Yeah. Gareth Barry will probably get some sort of advisory coaching role. He's just yeah. great to have around the place and maybe play, you know, he'll, next season he may seem involved to a certain extent. But yeah. it's a whole new look forming and what you've just said, what we've just been talking about then about Mason Holgate at the back line. Yeah. The likes of Tom Davis, Morgan Schneiderlin in yeah. the middle. And There's then a, a vibrancy about Everton. Adam Ola Lukeman in attack. Yeah, because he's gonna talk about I just, from, from top to bottom it's there, isn't yeah. it? The, the, the refresh, shall we say? One hundred percent and the people some people moaning about Luckman and eleven million quid and you know, Dali Ali didn't just uh, was you know, he was pinched from League One, just like you know we took Luckman from League One, you know, and I, I don't think that is so old fashioned to look at it like that. He's from a League One team, and what are we doing signing? You know, I love that signing. It clearly said that Everton had stolen him, like I said last week, it's stolen a match. On it was like, okay, <laughs> you're the next one, we're, we're gonna pay whatever it takes to get you here 11 million quid for a League One without even blinking. Come on, we, we were like arguing for maybe 13 weeks to get four million quid for Sean Davison, and he was a proven. Midfield player now without blinking, and I know the the financial landscape's changed. We're just going picking the best players out of League One, and you know they've got to come from somewhere. They're not they're all going to. And Luckman, what you know, he looks a player right away. Charlton must have been couldn't get over him. You know, he, straight away for us, he's made an impact, hasn't he? I, he has, and and you know, eleven million pounds, eleven million pounds in 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 in. Premier League terms in 2017 isn't a lot of money, man. No, no, and it is. He's come from League One. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it's justified. He's only played about, what, Two half an games. hour a game of footy. <laughs> yeah. But he come off the bench against Manchester City, got the ball and slotted it, made yeah. the keeper, scored at the Gladys seat end, and then come off the bench against Palace the other day and started pinging shots in. For, I think it's very good. You know, unfortunately, yeah, he, he yeah. got blocked out. Yeah. But he more than contributed, and I think. I can't remember who it was, but someone said on Twitter it looks like uh, Cumin is very proud of what he's found and he wants to throw him in and is almost to say, look what I've found here. Yeah. And, and obviously it's Steve Walsh and Mashiri and, and the, the yeah. board that are funding that. And yeah. Walsh is identifying that, but but they all have a say and it's 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 really that instills confidence. I, I do yeah. excuse me, sorry, I, I do feel, you know, look at that there, Mason Holgate, uh, Tom Davis, Ross Barkley. Adam Ola Luthman, Roman yeah. Lukaku, who's still only 23 years of age. That, what the players we're talking about here is incredible, really. Yeah. You know, six months ago, a year ago, we had a few of these players, but we also had a lot of seasoned international players yeah. or proven experienced players yeah. that just wasn't cutting the mustard. Whereas now, it's starting to turn on its head. And I'm not saying that we're going to play a load of 11, 19-year-olds and start suddenly winning the league. No. But you have to be fresh to side. You have to bring in these new legs. You yeah. have to bring in strength, uh, strength, sorry, strength in numbers, competition for places. And then you look at the likes of the over-30 brigade and think, he's looking over his shoulder thinking, Jesus Christ, there's a lad there who they've just signed there for 4 million, 11 million from X, yeah. Y and Z. My place is currently a threat, and that's obviously what's happened with the likes of Tom Cleverley. It's, it's happened with Gerard Delafoe. Exactly. It's going yeah. to continue to happen until certain players get phased out of the club. 
Yeah, absolutely. You can see the evolution. And we want for a better heaven. Yeah, that's what it's all about. We can, so we can have, we can, we can have our takeaways on the stack tonight in happiness. You know what I mean? But no, you see, how good does the emergence of Tom Davis? How good does that signing of Schneiderlin next to him look now? You know, it looks. You know, already you can see them two together in midfield. I don't think you can take Tom Davis out. He's got that much ability about him. But it's like you know, and then a gate comes in, and then. You know, we're looking so strong in midfield, aren't we? You know, and, and for we've one signing, we've packed that area. Yeah, yeah but yeah. With, with not with mediocre, sad foot and crab passing players who were happy just to do nothing. These are impact players who, who want to make a difference now. Who, who, who look like we've got it all over the midfield. You know, just I think we do need more on the wings. You know, and I think we we're, we're still searching for that backup to to Rom that everybody wants. You know, and stuff. So hopefully we'll get that, but. Right now, midfield, zero complaints about how we're looking there. Well, to be honest, I mean, one player who, we've again, we've studied and slated him in the past, but Morales has been, yeah. he's a wide player, but he's been played more centrally. But, I, no, I completely see what you're saying. If we're going to bring in a player tomorrow and it was 20 million, it'd be on the left or right wing, in my opinion. Yeah. And your, your opinion, yeah. probably, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But, um, Kevin Morales... He's done well, hasn't he? Let's be honest. I mean, against Manchester City, took his goal well. Got a few assists to his name. He seems to be confident. It's gone the other way with Delafoe. I always thought Manalas and Delafoe would have been the same. Bit of ego, yeah. bit of skills, this and that. Blow out and cold. One's younger than the other. They've been linked with moves away in the past. Delafoe's obviously gone out. I'm still surprised that Kevin Manalas is at Everton, to be honest. Yeah. But... I'd love for him to forge a, a, a successful career, and, and if he carries on playing as he as he as he is, then yeah. he's not doing nothing wrong. I mean, don't get me wrong; a couple of games don't make a season. No, well, this is, we're talking about that with everyone at this moment, aren't we? We've been quick to criticise him in the past, and I, I've studied. Yeah, I, yeah. slated him. I've slated Coleman. I've slated yeah. all of them. I have done in the past two or three years. In yeah. fact, for the past twenty years, I've slated everyone. <laughs> but you want the best, don't you? And you want, yeah, and you know, course. you know the the qualities in there. Again, with Manalas, we know the qualities in there. We just haven't seen it often enough. My God, did he look? No, you're right, completely agree. Against City, though, that fella from moment one, I don't know what happened in that week or the week or whatever, change the system. That fella looked like the cat that got the cream. Um, you know, he looked a lot happier. He was played more central. In fact, at times he was. Lukaku was playing number 10 to him, certainly for the goal. You know, and they would switch positions, didn't they? Morales looked a lot happier in that position. And Cummins, maybe, again, it was really upped his tactical game the last three, four weeks for me, if you ask me. I think he really sharpened up his his, his in-game management of the team and stuff like that. That's just my opinion. Um, but I think Morales playing centrally has brought, made Lukaku happier for start. He's got someone up there with him of... of of quality, not of similar. I wouldn't say. I think say Lukaku's a lot ahead of Morales in terms of ability, but he's certainly capable of, of providing him with with assistance stuff like that and giving him good support up there. And then Lookman, the whole front three now looks different, doesn't it? You know, it looks vibrant, energetic. A happy Morales is is a dangerous Kevin Morales. Yeah. And and that's what it's shown. The I think he's been great. I think the last he's you know again we're talking about um, Holgate. Davis and Kevin Morales has played just an important role in this emergence. Has yeah. any of the whole team's lifted up, hasn't it? He's been part of that. True, and I think there's, there's not a lot of Evertonians who probably disagree with that, to be honest. I mean, and I've slagged Morales rotten, but same, I think he's done great yeah. yeah. But the, the thing, that's the thing, it's getting the best out of the players, and whether, you know, 
the, the change in formation, the change in personnel is, is finally looking good for Morales. We don't yeah. know, we could be bombed out against Stoke. And I know, might, and, and see, we, he might we get sound... sold. Exactly, he might get sold in the chance. He's one of them, and he Morales, you just don't know. He's he always up, been he could end up at Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, you, you, he's always been seen like some sort of fan's favourite, people singing his name, and I've always thought, when I'm being a Goodison, what's he actually done? Yeah. What's he done? But then he pops up with things or he, he shows his real ability and I think just showing a consistent level. It's more yeah. out of frustration, the criticism of him. But yeah. again, he's, he's, it's been good to see. Yeah, great to see. Another, yeah. another point was um, something we probably, I think we only briefly touched upon the other week, but was the injury to Dominic Carvalho-Lewin. Oh yeah, real shame, I thought, because he was making an emergency in the team, wasn't he? He'd, um, he was... Cumin clearly fancied him, you know, he was coming on, played, he brought him on against Liverpool, which I thought wasn't the best move, uh, which proved costly and stuff, but he, he he started to come on regular, didn't he, as sub, and then, and then oh yeah, that, I really felt sorry for him when he missed that, I didn't feel sorry, he fumed, of course, but he missed that chance at Hull, didn't he, where, you know, oh, the, yeah. I mean, the great chance, and I think that would have been the making of the kids right there and then, if Addy scored, you know, but, um, and then he got the injury in the very next game, didn't he, at home? So it was like really disappointing. But kids, Cumin clearly beats him, which which is yeah. a good thing, you know, for us. But um, I think he's another example of us pinching uh, some uh, some of the best quality Talent from, from all elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's really good, and we we seen today um, Anton Donker from uh, from Wolfsburg coming in. You know. I don't think this is like Eric Dyer. I think Everton have changed since Eric Dyer. You know, where we brought him in just to give him experience or whatever, game yeah. time, whatever, uh, with no ambition to sign him. I, I don't think that. I, I don't read anything into the fact that Wolfsburg don't want to sell him. Well, why, why entertain giving him out at all? And if you don't, you know, but I think Everton have, have again stolen a match of, of some kind here. You know, they're signing all kinds of players. But they're paying know. the money for them as yeah, well. Yeah, but, but, but what you said about was, pinching the, the talent from the yeah. lower leagues, they actually, they're paying they the top paying dollar money. for them, which yeah. 11 million pounds for Charlton, who were in financial disarray anyway. And, yeah. Uh, you know, dodgy owners and what have you, yeah. and down to League One status. 11 million pounds could be a life changing amount of money for well, them. But Everton are just going and, and saying, right, we'll give you 500k for this lad and this lad. Yeah. They're, they're actually paying three million pounds for John Stones. Yeah. Dominic Calvert Lewin, I think, was 1.5 million to Sheffield United. So the, yeah. the money's there, isn't it? You know? It is. But what, what staggered me was onto it talking on on you know very impressive interview he gave about the ambitions of Everton. And onto it has his own budget. A yeah. transfer budget in which to get these players. Not that my like, my God. I mean, we'd be Blessed enough if the, the actual manager of Everton got a transfer budget, let alone the reserve manager. I'm telling you, it's little things like this that tell me a snowball is slowly developing at Goodison and it's only going to get bigger. You know. This is Mark Ellison <laughs> reporting live. No Times Square. There's no anti Kenway comments. He's actually talking a positive about Everton's finances for once. <laughs> It's a good job of recording this, eh? I know, yeah. right? And so it can be used later in evidence. But in terms of outgoings, Mark, yeah. um, we did say we'll keep this short and sharp. We're trying to. So, yeah. Gerard Delafoe, AC yeah. Milan on loan. Uh, very short. Real shame, because I was made up when he signed, and it, it hasn't worked out for him. He might come back a better player, but very rarely this happens. I think just Delafoe hasn't had the mental agility to... to adapt to what Koeman's asked him to do and I don't think he's wanted to do I don't know 
it's a shame because Sam's made up when he signed it hasn't worked out for him but ultimately if he's not doing it on the pitch he's not doing it for us we're going home pissed off you know piss Milan fans off and then we'll get someone better in fine it's all doggy dog <laughs> I'm not start with that one um, in terms of um, Tom Cleverley what's your thoughts on uh, him? Tom Cleverley my god Christ I mean do you want me to speak positively or just speak uh, normally about him you know I think Tom Cleverley just was a madness signing a do nothing player uh, didn't have anything to attack, didn't have much to defence. I can't really gloss this over about how poor he was as a player. It's just, you know, the last time I've seen him do anything decent was when he scored against us for Aston Villa and stuff. But I think Tom Cleverley is uh, having a, you know, he's a player who represents a mediocre Everton. He's a player who represents uh, an unambitious Everton. I've gone to town on him there, sorry, but... So what, about, uh, what about Umani Ast? I wish you were. <laughs> Umani Ast, competition with it, who somehow blagged another Premier League contract. Did you see that shot? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, two things, the defending and the shot. I know he had a decent shot later on for Hull, yeah, but, but nah, it's just, I mean, you know, the fella, he, he looked like a pissed Amakachi when he turned up, do you know what I mean? And I loved Amakachi, but he couldn't trap a bag of cement either. But Niasi... I think it was when he tried to back heel it and it, it come back off his heel and went maybe 25 yards. <laughs> More like a back pass. Now, I mean, I can't believe Martin has signed him. He's clearly a player who would look who would look inadequate for, for a League 2 team, you know, with respect to I can't believe he's signed him. I feel sorry for him. Is she talking about Tom Cleverley, by the way? Or he messed Oh, are we on to the Elsie? No, I, I, I see what you mean about Cleverley. I do think... He's a very safe player. It was a very safe sign, and I, did, I thought he could be useful at one point. But uh, he's reliable, shall we say? In but he's aspect. only reliable in 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 certain manners of he's midfield play. It's it's all very safe. It's all very it's all very. For uh, me. Let me let me speak a second. Sorry, lad. It's all very safe. It's all very simple. It's all very uh, unenthusiastic and. and not really adventurous, shall we say? A bit Completely. like a night out with you. A night out with me? That was um, like Christmas. For me, he's just a player who's reliable if you want to give another player a standard ovation when you're 4 0 up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope you're not listening, Tom. Well, Tom's gone off to Wofford yeah. with a view to a, a £8 million move, is it? No? Yeah. <laughs> if we can get that, then, then terrific. Happy days. Just, yeah. We'll have Etienne Capu in return. Yeah. Um, Eight million as well. Eight million as well on top. But he's gone. has gone. Yeah. Um, I didn't really give my opinions on Dolopho, but you probably said them to be honest. Something's happened there with Cumin. Yeah. I think you'd have to be blind not to see that. Um, Definitely. He's obviously people have said about his fitness. Uh, if, if you know, if you come from Barcelona and you play for Everton and you come to AC Milan alone. Fitness should not be even anywhere near the conversation, in my opinion. I think but I'm it fit, is, I think I'm fit enough to play for any of that, to be honest. Yeah. But it, it seems to be with him, it seems to keep getting brought up. Mm-hmm. Fair play to him. Um, well, not fair play to him. Good luck to him over there. And if he if he does well, he does well. But I, I want him back. I, yeah. I want him to be a successor at Everton because I remember how excited he was and how cheap we signed him for, don't forget. Yeah. And I do remember when he first came over on loan and it was fantastic memories, yeah. don't forget. It was. No, we didn't win any silverware no, or anything like that, but I do remember the, the lift that Gerard Delafoe gave Everton FC when he first came over and mm-hmm. I, I was made up when we signed him. Similarly to the likes of Lukaku and other players like that, but yeah. Delafoe, unfortunately, has gone the other way. Gareth Barry, yeah. loan, signed him, 
done well for himself. Yeah. All right, not everyone's cup of tea. Probably say the same again about Lukaku, <laughs> but the difference is Lukaku scored a shed load of goals. I'm not even entertaining that no more. Telefall come in, yeah. signed him, unfortunately, bit part. The odd season when he's got a lot of assists, but we were we were shite to be honest yeah. overall Everton, wasn't we? So that yeah. never helps a player's cause. So I hope he does well. Um, yeah. I mean that Italian league's not what it is. AC Milan are AC not what Milan. they are. Apparently they're playing Juve tonight as we speak. So yeah. maybe he gets a bit of time off the bench, proves himself and comes back full of fitter and Kuma gives him a chance maybe next season, but only time will tell. Absolutely. Yeah. Nias, any thoughts on Nias? No, just not even a footballer. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. We'll leave it at that then. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everton of today signed Anton Donko. Yeah. Which sounds like something that you do on a Sunday morning. <laughs> on loan from Wolfsburg, he's only a young lad. Yeah. Is everyone fuming because we've we've loaned the player? And... Um, I think they're fuming because you've been on Twitter. I have. Yeah. I've, there's been some fume about. Uh, the, the, the fact that, that Wolfsburg have said they've no intention of, of selling him if that's true I don't know if it is or not but um, there's been fume that we haven't paid money for a player of course there's, there's that natural fume and I'm not I'm not back in the club we, we do need to spend a lot more but you know we, we, we can't uh, there's more than one way to skin a cat you know what I mean and if this is another way then, then, then sound if we're stealing the match I don't believe he's just coming over to experience I, I think we're going to end up signing him if he's any good I think that option's there for us, so uh, I think this is more, much more ruthless Everton now, so if we're getting a player from, you know, just German under 20 international sticking him in the reserves, it just shows you the whole concept of, of Everton has changed so much, hasn't it, you know, it's it's really moving on. I wish the lad well, hopefully we'll see him in the first team. I'd like to, I'd, yeah, I'd like to think you were right, and he's got certainly an interesting name, and he's big enough, isn't he? I'm sure he'll... <laughs> It would be interesting against some of them under-23 under centre-halves, won't it? Not but half. If, do you know what? As you said before, if you kind of get the impression now that if he does well, he'll soon be rewarded with a place on the bench or a place in the side, yeah. which is what Dominic Calvert-Lewin did, which is what totally. the likes of uh, Tom Davis and, and other players, Mason Hargate, has just come in basically out of nowhere. He didn't yeah. have time on the pitch. But, but then we look up, he's on the bench... Watching what team on the pitch, you know, it's much more competitive. Exactly, even if just, just being involved the... on a on a first team match yeah, day is different, can, isn't it? Can honestly see the guy staying if he does well. I can, honestly, you know, put it this way: well. the only other option off the bench is Arunikone. So, <laughs> is he still here? Uh, we've been linked with a number of other players, but I don't play with Chapman. Uh, play on chat manager anymore. No, no, do I be in thirty-seven? Held a Costa. Yeah. Oh well. I know about him. And it, apparently a few Wolves fans have said, oh no, Everton are stealing a march and going to sign him permanently. Yeah. He's on loan, isn't he, from Benfica? That's right. How, how do you wind up with Wolves? That's crazy. But he's mm. been, I'm he's not been turned up, hasn't he, in, in the Championship. Been ripping arseholes left, right and centre, apparently, in the Championship. And Wolves fans, I've seen a few tweets off Wolves fans saying, oh, of course, the Everton have, have come in and fought him and stuff like that. Again, it shows... Uh, not we're not talking Kendall, Sheedy and, and Reed and Stephen and all them players, but it does show Everton an eye for a player no matter where he is, do you know what I mean? It's uh, But if well, he's on loan at Wolves, uh, surely a cup price deal can be done and if, yeah. if I mean by any stretch we don't know, we could be well wide of the mark here, but yeah. a wide player is something that we're crying out for, you well, know, just to answer the squad. So yeah. If he's, a, if he's a lad that can be come in and he's relatively young and we can get him cheap yeah. and he's had a bit of English game experience in a championship which is probably one of the hardest leagues around yeah. then... See, 
uh, what Walsh has done signing Mares for Leicester and he now he's at Everton, he's made these kinds of signings fashionable, I think. You know what I mean? No one's turning their nose up anymore like they used to at these types of signings because it could be in the next Mares, it could be the next, you know, um, oh, I had him in the top of my head then, it's got a player, you know, he's made an impact. Uh, without a Payet, for example. Yeah. Not Payet was the one I was thinking of. You know, them types of signings. Mares, no one had heard of He'd have a, a, a career, not not much to boast about, and and, and out Leicester win the title. Now no one's really fuming too much about these types of signings because the next one could be one of them. Yeah. Uh, we're all looking for that Cantona United effect, aren't we? You know, the catalyst, the great Everton effect. Yeah. The, the, one of these players could be. So we've got to, you know, back what the fella sees. He's on enough money to see it. And then, and then well, that's his job to identify yeah. them targets, though, isn't it? Totally agree. Yeah. So, you know. And he's the best in the business. And if he thinks that guy who's on loan at Wolves can do a job for us, then happy days. Yeah. See <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's all going to get marketing in a minute. Become a spokesperson for Everton, yeah. You've changed it, I know, yeah. Branislav <laughs> uh, Ivanovic was another whisper now. I, I don't even know who makes these names up, but. I uh, sorry, I don't even know makes these rumours up, but yeah. Ivanovic has been brilliant for Chelsea over the years. He's obviously been a bit phased out, but I, yeah. I, I don't really see that, that the need for to, to sign an Ivanovic at the moment. But to me, he's on the same sort of path as if we as can go Jax's, alone, if we can go alone in for five months, that was just another yeah. body in the in the ranks, isn't it? Yeah. That's the way I look I at it. Probably spoke absolute shite then comparing him to Jax. I think he's still a much better player than what Jax is, but yeah, I can fill in at right back or at centre back. Um, and it's a it's a, a, a like a much better Lucas Neal type signing, isn't it? You know, if we got him, I mean he's a really good player. And and also a massive threat from set pieces, you know. So you, we Still mentioned Phil Jagielka then he's been stronger link with um Sunderland, but also that's all, Oh, seven or eight. oh my god, he's, he's been linked with Southampton. Oh, yeah, Jack yeah. Yoko, been that's linked right. with Southampton because yeah. Fonte went to West Ham. Um, Last. Thoughts on Phil Jagielka? Yeah, fans, you know, fantastic. A captain who leads by example more than than by than by voice, you know what I mean? He play, he, he, I think he believes uh, he's better showing his worth on the pitch rather than I'm saying it wrong. Basically, it's it's his how he's. He leads by example by what he does on the pitch, I think. But you know, his his influence has waned the last the last year or two. I'd say he's he's not as fast as he used to be, and uh, he's missing a good solid partner next to him. Like you know, he's drived under Lescott, didn't he, and stuff, and, and, and other players like that. But Jacks, you can't. He's been fantastic for us. He's been great. Been a, a really good classic, classy centre half at times. You know what I mean? And I think someone who's who we're gonna miss, but. Who, who sadly really has to move on now. We've, we've sadly got to that point now. Yeah, I just feel that it's like if he goes now in the January transfer window, it's just kind of a bit cheap, isn't it? It's a bit, a bit of a cheap exit out the door. And yeah. But ultimately, you may have a few years left and, and he thinks yeah. that I'm going to go to a lesser Premier League side. Um, like more, yeah. It's not like cleverly where you can get a loan deal and then with a view to an £8 million sign and Phil yeah. Jagielk was a lot older. A lot more experience, but he still has probably a lot to offer. And I, I'm big, I've always been yeah. a big fan of Phil Jagielka, but the, the team's evolving, yeah. and there's no time for sentiments. And this this started yeah. when the likes of Tim Cahill started to leave, Tim Howard, Osman, yeah. Hibbert, Distan, players like that. You, the team's evolved, and it, yeah. it has to evolve. See, it's like otherwise, we'll yeah. always just be. 
you know, Everton, who's full of popular lads who, who are willing to have a go. We need a bit of we need a bit See, of Snyder about us, and we've been saying that for a while, haven't we? We have made completely great. Now you got some players, people saying, "No, the guy deserves a lot of respect. Needs a, you know, summer exit, it has summer and a send off, a proper send off, and all that." But then, you know, we're craving this new Everton, and unfortunately, this includes stuff like this, where we get rid of players unceremoniously. You know, some of the finest players we've ever had have been dumped. Unceremoniously, we talk about Southall, we talk about Ratcliffe, you know, really thrown out, you know, with no fanfare or, or whatsoever, mm. you know, ruthlessly, um, particularly Ratcliffe and stuff like that. But, um, you know, what do we want? Do we want to appear sentimental to everybody else and everybody's favourite club? Or do we, we're all craving this brand new, ruthless, don't give a shit, Everton. And sadly, that takes on that size as well. Well, it's you know, not even, yeah, it's not even about being ruthless, but it's been just about modern day business. To be honest, and yeah, yeah, yeah it's and like ruthless and and, and horrible and, and snide are words that don't sit well with a lot of Evertonians. But I just think if you have to move with the modern day, you have yeah. to act like a modern day business. And ultimately, only successful people and only uh, people who are who are good enough survive yeah. in the modern day business. Ultimately, with some businesses and and yeah. The Premier League is one of the big, biggest businesses in the world and Everton FC is one of the biggest clubs in England, if not the world. So it, these are the kinds of things, uh, you have to let go of the shoestrings, the sentiment and things like totally what's, what's the best deal? Let's have a look at what's best for our business. If they're not best, well, move them aside and they may take a 10, a 10 grand pay cut but they'll still go and pick up fucking 40 grand in the championship a week, wouldn't they? Yeah. Let's be honest, He's it's not, not going like to suffer, Mark, who are going to go and walk into different well, jobs and... We're scrambling yeah. over five hundred quid here and there. It's this is this is this is modern day Premier League football, and sometimes it has to be cutthroat. And Evertonians sometimes don't like. Oh, we don't. We want to be liked, and we don't want to be hated. We're not. I'm yeah. not standing here. I don't know what you're saying, but I don't want to be standing here and be saying I'd rather be Everton be hated and win the lot. I'd rather just Everton be a bit more realistic. Yeah. And be yeah. a bit more ambitious, realistic and a bit more modern and think, right, this is the way we're going to do things. And I do feel, yeah. since last May, Mashiri, Walsh, Koeman, See, the way the that? club's trying to evolve, it is a slow process, yeah. off the field, on the pitch, we will get there eventually. We are starting to see very slowly that, that snowball effect, aren't we, from what's you know, on the ground and, and stuff is, is, looks like it's happening. Uh, and the odd, We're not getting Evertonians a... Uh, Bloodthirsty for signings, I'm the same, you know, we all want more signings, we only had two this window so far, and fans are saying everyone's a fraud and phonies and all this sort of stuff, but there's more than enough evidence to suggest Everton are preparing to go big. And, and not just in signings, but, but the ambitions appear off the scale at the moment, don't they? You know, so, that, I mean, you know, there's nothing stopping us from, I don't think there's anything stopping us, uh, except, except, we need to win something and then attract better players, you know what I mean? That's that's what we need we to do. We just need to build, don't we? Yeah, we need something and, to build and it's clear now that there's a plan in place, isn't there? You know, we're seeing great quality youth coming in, we're pinching the best talent from there, there and everywhere. You know, let's not let's not forget though, Mark, you yeah. know, since two thousand and two for two thousand and three you know, we when Moyes took over, we okay, we finished seventeenth one yeah. season, but then we went from fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, sixth. You know what I mean? We bounced yeah. in and around. We and that not that 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 isn't the end game. Finishing no. fifth and sixth by any stretch, 
No. Winning the league is the end game and, and wanting to, to win the league and winning championships yeah. and what have you. But attracting players, the yeah. likes of Pina, Arteta, who came on loan and then signed permanently. Everton were involved in European nights and people might take the piss and take it UA for a cup and what have you, but it still makes the difference. Yeah. Since then, when Martinez took over, Moyes was phased out, you know, he left and, and done that. Yeah. Martinez came in, we were on the crest of a wave and we, we finished up there, didn't we? Fifth again, Europe, yeah. we had a bit of a go. So Since then it's waned and, and, and the enthusiasm on the pitch, off the pitch has waned, the attraction, the lure of the club. Yeah. So, Mashiri coming on board, which is still relatively new, we have to look at it as a new phase for the club and think, right, the foundations... We've finished 11th for the past two seasons. We have to finish in the top half. I'm not saying finishing 10th is acceptable. No. We need to try and finish 7th, 6th, 5th, whatever. Yeah. 8th, 9th, to me, is still not good enough. We need to try and... Yeah. People might say, well, if you finished 10th, that's success on last year. For me, it's not. You need to be back up there. No. In yeah. recognised places in the Premier League, which is 7th and above, okay? Yeah. In realistic terms. Obviously, I want Everton to finish first or be up there in second place battling for first place yeah. but we have to be realistic and I do believe that if we do that this season we finish 7th we finish 6th yeah. we've added to the squad then next season we do the same again we finish 6th 5th we make a push for top 4 we add another 2-3 players to yeah, the squad yeah. but yeah. we also phase another 2-3 players out the squad yeah. that have just been making up See, the numbers for a lot life. of years Yeah. so that's why I do believe Evertonians need to Remain a bit grounded. Now, me and you have been the biggest narcs over the years and being a bit like, and don't get me wrong, if Mashiri wasn't there and, and certain powers of beer, the club was still there and there was no development off the pitch as well as on the pitch, we'd be banging our heads up against the wall, Mark. There'd be no point in doing these podcasts because when yeah. I first met you two, three years ago, you know, we were in a far worse situation. That's what we have to look after. And it, it's difficult because we haven't won a trophy for 21 years. But in terms of longevity, off the pitch, on the pitch, we have to be in it now. We all have to be in it together. And I do feel there's a lot to be excited about. 100%. And that's the... You just said it then. Sucked the words out of your mouth. Was that um, the 22 years it'll be, sadly, now, won't it? With the going out the club there. Was, was, it's not helping with the patience call. You know, if we don't want a league cup or fucking anything in the last three, four, five years, then to say right now, come on, just let's take a step back. This is going to be really good when it comes. So let's just be patient right now. That's great, but in the reality, we've waited 22 years for the trophy, so there's no patience left anymore. It's 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 from it's either massive enthusiasm or heartbreak at a, every cup because it hurts the most. So I know what you're saying. We need to. It's it's. It's such a shame. No, it's not a shame. It's just um, hard for Evertonians that they've got to wait another maybe two or three years because we've had to wait 22 years already. Do you know what I mean? It's like waiting for a bus and then uh, one flying past and then being told there's another one, a really good one, but in 45 minutes. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know it's like that. You know, yeah. but it's so, how the fuck my brain. Even, even, like a, even like a little League Cup win. I say a little League Cup win. It's, it's not little, but you know, when Black a League Cup win appeases the fans at least for something. You know, two, three, five years, doesn't it? It's like when Tottenham beat Blackburn, where were we then? You know, we're involved in that, just win a, a League Cup in the last 15 years and you'll get patience. But, you know, it's been that long. We've had the piss ripped out of us by that lot for so long. You know, the. the the thirst for success is that much stronger. Stronger. But now but, we've got the materials now, to bring that success. Yeah, yeah, genuine ammunition to deliver now. 
genuine ammunition. So I think that in itself has to buy his patience. Genuine ammunition to deliver. I'm gonna write that down. That's <laughs> going in my I'm Twitter gonna, bio. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spell it on your face. You'd be lacking a few numbers. Genuine ammunition. Genuine am ammunition for success. <laughs> to deliver it was. Oh, to deliver, yeah. Not success. I mean, that's like. Um, Pardon the name, Finnegan's Pizza on Hawthorne Road, they, they have, they deliver They have a genuine pizza, ambition to deliver to genuine you. ambition within 25 yeah, minutes. You need to lay off them pieces, you like. <laughs> Ghana Guy is at the Afcon Nation, so that's the next uh, yeah. item of discussion. I don't yeah. know if you've been paying attention. Well, I haven't. I haven't, mate. Good job I, I fact, looked it up on the internet then, isn't it? You sent me the agenda today, right? And I said to me, mate, how's Ghana Guy going on in the African combinations? Because I haven't got a... <laughs> to be honest, the only thing we're asked about is the fact that he's still there. It, as long as he's not injured, I, I couldn't care, right? But it's so poor, right? I know we're, as a footy podcast, we're trying to get places, mate. We should know all things football. I haven't got a clue. Let's <laughs> <laughs> worry about it. I think he's a terrific player. He's been fantastic for us. As far as I'm <laughs> aware, right, and I've watched a couple of games and done a bit of research, there's some of the funniest vines and, and video clips are coming I know, from. I mean... Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. You said do the dishes, mate. I did that in my house, but I only lived there by myself, so I'm only tripping myself up. <laughs> mate, honestly, some of the, it never fails, the African nations, some of the stuff. No, just, I think it's just there's, there's maybe 95% the ass, 5% Premier League quality. It's like football in reverse. <laughs> Um, but he's still there, apparently. I think they've won two and drawn one. Yeah. Um, it's not and they're playing Saturday night. Okay, so. So hopefully he gets beaten yeah, and comes back on the first plane on Sunday. I'll watch it and sound informed about it then, but I have honestly, mate, I could have happened to me. We'll try and tune in, yeah. I wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but he's there, he's yeah. there. And fortunately, yeah. touch wood, we're not missing him too much at the moment. No. Because others have come in. Emergence, Davis. What's yeah. the thing like when he comes back? Does he go straight back into the side? For me and you, yeah, he probably does. But yeah. there's other lads there now and it's competition for places, but it's real competition for places. It's not the likes of Mo Bezic, James McCarthy, it's Danny not like Gibson. Because they're midfield players. Yeah. This, now we've yeah. got players who are Schneiderlin, Davis, Bass, um, Gay. You know, we've, With all due respect. It's a lot more appealing than John Eitinger and Phil Neville in the oh. centre midfield, isn't it? That happened one time. It did. So, Ghana guy, that was all your thoughts on that because oh, you haven't I'm done so research. I've got no information, no right, message. Mate. It's alright. <laughs> the other one, a bit of a funny one, David Moyes signing every, every man and his dog for uh, Sunderland. Yeah, I think, in, in a nutshell, we've said why, why I'm so glad he's still not ever the manager. I know a lot of Evertonians worship him for saving us. Uh, but for me, a complete bottler when it came down to it later on in his career. Oh, it's but, steady I mean, on, I was only asking you about this. Well, let, me just, uh, let me just say that quick. What a complete lack of imagination that fella's got. He's basically gone through his black book of numbers that he hasn't used for four years and found up every player that he, he, he thinks could do possibly do a job for him. Lescott looked more unfit than I did 
and that Sunderland shirt. Did you see that picture of him in the yeah, Sunderland yeah. shirt? Absolutely embarrassing, wouldn't it? You know, a fella looked like not only did he eat a kebab, he looked like he belonged on a skewer in a kebab shop. You know, there was no difference. Uh, people probably think that was racist, I'm only messing, but he, he looked completely overweight. What's Moyes doing? Lack of imagination? But you've just come in and says he's gone, he's gone back to that. But you know when you split up with your missus, didn't yeah. you just start texting all your ex <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure thankfully, you did. I know, yeah, thankfully I texted the Irish bird as well, so she's uh, the only way over. I'm sure you did. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, sure I did. I think it's, it's almost like he's just gone in uh, his phone book and gone, right, what are you up to now? But, there's been enough jokes on Twitter about yeah, it, hasn't it? So we won't go there. But I think it's just a complete lack of imagination and shows what a dinosaur is. It is it a lack of finances though, as well? I that's think that's irrelevant. That to be honest, I think you could find a, a dozen players who could do a job for you with no finance. But he's, he's not only he's not only gone back; he's gone picked the worst kind of players to do that. You know, last got pissed all over him to go to, to City at the time, that, yeah. you know, and stuff. Just think he's 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 a desperate man. Surely, unless Scott's not going to keep it in the league, not when he's at all. just. Tweeted a picture about a, a, a superstar car when he was getting relegated with Villa. Put it that way. It just screams Kevin Tonka for Mike Bassett. You know, putting him on because he's the last, you know, the last throw of the dice. <laughs> I still can't get over genuine ambition to deliver. To be honest, is that a good one? That's some saying that. <laughs> broke it down twice. So we've got Stoke away next Wednesday. Yeah, we're gonna beat them, aren't we? Yeah, at least three 0 by half time and then five 0 <laughs> We'll rest the players. Remember the last time we no, played yeah. there though, when Aaron Lennon scored, we beat them 3 0, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. About 12 0. Remember? And 12 0 wasn't even an exaggeration. I mean, where the hell did he pick that performance up under Martinez at a time when we were we were not playing great? Do you remember? We absolutely made it. I've never seen it an away game like that before, you know. So it was like, I just thought, Stoke City away is a tough game for us, and it's just the nature of the way Stoke play, but they're not playing great. And I think. The way Everton are playing now, we, we we shouldn't fear anybody. We've got Lukaku looking for goals, and you know we've got um, the presence in midfield that we've got. I just think Stoke City away represents another opportunity for three points for us. You know, it's just well, they're, 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 like they're never gonna do anything different than go up and down. Are they Stoke? They're just like up and I'm not. I don't mean leagues. I mean in the table. They're just there. They'll pull off a couple of decent results, and then they'll. Get beat five on their own. It's one of them, That's isn't it? That's what they've done again. Yeah, they've got they've got some good players. You don't need me to name them, but we're gonna go there and beat them. Yeah, I think we're in too good of a mood not yeah. to. I, I <laughs> really know? do think that. You know, someone said it on Twitter the other day. One day Everton is just gonna open it up, and I think Manchester City was one. But I really do think Everton, like last, I remember that last season, was it when we beat Stoke 3 0? Yeah. It should have been about 12 0. I think Coney yeah. come off the bench and hit the post yeah, bar. Honestly, I won't all say. Sorts of chances. And I was, I was fuming because we didn't win like 4, 5, 6 0. Yeah. 3 0 completely flattered them. Yeah, but we, yeah. we hit them, didn't we? And I think it was 3 0 by half time, wasn't it? When yeah. Aaron Lennon went through, if I remember rightly. But yeah, and I think the year before we lost 2 0 when every Evertonian was in A and E getting resuscitated, thinking we were going down. <laughs> That's it. But do you know what? It's a good opportunity. It's a midweek game. Yeah. Um, we'll go there and beat them. We've got Bournemouth away. I'm sorry, we've got Bournemouth at all after that. Yeah. Absolutely, dead quick on a personal level, Irish Gale coming over, so happy days about that. I'm buzzing. But uh, no, um, can't wait for that. But uh, I think Stoke City, Bournemouth, and then we look towards the other fixes. You're not going to be watching them, Matt. I'll be watching the game. 
You've been knocking your new birds. I'll be. <laughs> I'll be looking at it fondly, and then and then I'll be watching the game even more fondly because we'll be destroying balls. Well, look, you've got them, and then Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, within the space of four days, and then yeah. I'm sure there's an international break, isn't it? We've got Sunderland at home on the 25th. I'm sure there's a game before then. We're away. Again, it comes yeah, down to research. Middlesbrough. I'm going. Yeah, that's the one. Um, I'm going to go to that. Um, so you look at the next four games, mate. And I, I honestly, mate, classic. Don't give them. Don't moves. say it. Just don't say it because okay. we'll get beat. Okay. We'll just we'll, we'll just don't okay. say it. Just a say real opportunity look the next to progress. Pro there you go. <laughs> right at that. A one. genuine ambition to deliver. <laughs> I think you know the next four games represent uh, a good chance for us I, I, to I, make I, an impact. I, I I look at that, especially the Stoke and Bournemouth game. Yeah. Middlesbrough and Sunderland offer different things. No Premier League game. Game is easy, no. but if you look at them as an X4, every Premier League side would take them four and think, Oh, I go to Stoke midweek. Yeah. Um, in the mood, Bournemouth at home on a Saturday. Bournemouth yeah. conceded a lot of goals, Stoke at it and miss. Middlesbrough. Can't score. Can't score. I mean, Boston's rattle off three in one half of these. Couldn't score in a brothel. <laughs> and then Sunderland come to Goodison with Jordan and Scott in defence. So basically, there's going to be more Everton players in their team than us. I think. <laughs> I think Balassio will come back for that. He'll score at a on crutches against Lescott. But there we go. Anyway, we said, didn't we? I mean, we're getting a bit optimistic there, but we, yeah. uh, we did say on Twitter, yeah. put a poll out, which is not something we normally do, is no. it? It's usually, you know, how many hairs has Mark Ellis got left? <laughs> and there's about one vote. <laughs> but it's, uh, the question basically to the fans was uh, can Everton push on? Yeah. And, and realistically, Make a push for top six. So the votes were interesting, weren't they? Yeah. In, in terms of the got, numbers and the percentages. We got 700 votes, which is good for us. You know, we're getting there, slowly but surely. Um, and most people thought top six is absolutely in sight. Even though we're, we're quite adrift in seventh, aren't we? You know what I mean? Uh, 58% said yeah. Uh, 25% said not a chance. And I think 14%. 28% said 28. Chance, Oh, my maths, yeah. you know what? My maths would have been a lot sharper if I'd have got up half an hour later this morning. Yeah, 14% said top four, and I was one of the top. I was so the other option was, yeah, yeah, we can make the top six. No, we can't. And then the other option was top four is an option. Uh, yeah. So, top four is a possibility. So we're looking at maybe 72% of the Everton fan base and 700 people. So does that mean 72% of 700 Evertonians that voted are quite... Optimistic. Yeah. You don't really see that on Twitter no, at all, do Because <laughs> all I see is fume, fume, fume. Uh, message of at least other than we can't, fume, we, we, can't fume, even, <laughs> we can't even just say it was me and you voting because you get one vote and that's it. So <laughs> people think genuinely of over seven hundred yeah. votes, fifty percent of people said that they think Everton can push on and finish in the top six. Yeah. 14% also said that we could uh, realistically push on for top four, and the other 28% said no, we haven't got a dog's chance. I don't get the 28%, to be honest with you. I get the 14% I was part of, I'll no, be No, but the question was really for top six, so yeah. whether or not you think we can get past Man United in, with a five points clear. A lot of people think seventh is where we're going to finish. Yeah, realistically, maybe. which if you probably would have asked them two or three games ago, yeah. is probably where I would have voted. And I think 14%, like me, have looked at the next four games and thought, 
and got carried away. Butter on toast. Yeah, all day. Do you know what, though? Means. I'd love to be standing here in four games' time and be <laughs> like, hey, I just won't say any words, right? I'll just stand there like Wolf of Wall Street. Liverpool in an eighth. <laughs> United are in seventh. <laughs> yeah. Man City are in sixth. I'm loving Mano, he's gen gen pressed them into the ground, whatever the fuck <laughs> that means. But it, it's. <laughs> Club system is good if you want instant results. I knew you'd have to get your Liverpool jibes in there. <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, that's pretty much it, mate. We've, we've yeah. covered all aspects there of uh, everything that's, uh, well, we consider as relevant. Yeah. Um, we'd just like to finish off by saying it's been two years since we've been doing a podcast. I know, mate. We're not going to start lighting the candles and, and no. hugging each other. But, no, but... We started this podcast because you were a crank about uh, Ken Wright, if you remember. Yeah. And I said, you know what? This fella's a freak. I'm going to have to record what he has to say. And since then, we've done about over 40 podcasts and got yeah. those thousands of listens, which is really good. But we're, we're not like other people. We don't boast about our figures. <laughs> but there's people listening all over the world and it's very much appreciated. And we do yes. really mean that in all seriousness. Yeah. Um, and you can find Everton Fan Focus podcast on iTunes and you can also find us on Acast, which is the hosting platform. Yeah. The links are all on Twitter, at Everton Fan Focus, and you can also follow Lower Gladys Lad and Mark the Blue on Twitter. Yeah. Unless you already know. <laughs> well, follow Mark the Blue, because he's on Twitter 24-7. <laughs> and if you, reply to, tweet. if you tweet him, he will reply to I you. I will always reply. And it's you've written got into people recognising his voice on the street, saying, are you off the Everton Fan Focus yeah. podcast? It's it's... Quite disappointingly, it's more my laugh that they recognise more than the voice. But, you know, we've all got to have a... a because they assumed you were a woman. They assumed I was a woman. Yeah. They, thought, they thought it was a unisex podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it nearly is. There you go. Um, yeah. Thanks very much for listening, Mark. Good to catch up with you. Good to catch up with you, mate. Any final thoughts? No, just a busy couple of weeks coming up. Hopefully I haven't done the business. I won't say anything about my private life, but you know. Oh, yeah, because it'll be another hour. It'll <laughs> be um, another hour, but no, I'm. Uh, I, you know, we've got four exciting games. Four exciting games, four real opportunities for Everton to push on. And, you know, let's just have everyone having buzzing takeaways, watching the X Factor with Mrs. Happy, letting her watch it. You know, and you'll be, you'll be back with the lads next, next week on Deadline Day. God. Hey, reality TV you'll event. be back on deadline day with the lads yeah we're coming back next week with the lads yeah so for uh, a live podcast Everton Fan Focus deadline day Mark Ellis's accommodation anyone wants to get round there get round there Alan Myers anyone else Jim White <laughs> Natalie Sawyer's going to be there with Natalie Sawyer in the yellow dress bra. Yeah. get your ass down this Jaffa kicks on offer um, let's hope Everton sign a few players tough thanks Take very care. much everyone for listening bye now see ya bye bye 